Lord, we thank you for your presence that's here right now, Lord. We thank you that you're moving, that you are faithful, Jesus. We thank you, God, that you're healing hearts. God, that you're mending broken hearts tonight. And we thank you for everything you're going to do. And in Jesus' name, amen. All right, Bridge Church. What's up? Well, y'all can be seated. Normally, this would be the time where we read the, the scripture, but we're actually going to go into a little uh, story. Actually, no, I'm just going to quote a, uh, a movie quote. How many in here have seen Rocky? Anyone? Yeah, classic. So Rocky and Polly are talking about uh, Polly's sister, and uh, he's talking about, like, you know, what's the attraction? That's what he asked Rocky. And uh, he's like, I just don't get it. What's the attraction? And, and he says, uh, well, she's got gaps. And, and, and oh, yeah, what kind of gaps? She got gaps. Uh, I got gaps together. We got gaps. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to talk to you guys tonight about is that the title of my sermon is The God of My Gaps. The God of My Gaps. Now, I'm, like, pretty sure that I'm going to go to heaven. I'm, like, 90% sure that, that I'm going to go to heaven. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, in youth group, I feel like that's one of the biggest questions that they always ask. I don't know if they're trying to put, like, the fear of God in you or something like that. But at the, ever, at the end of every devotional, at the end of every sermon, every small group, it's basically, like, if you die, where are you going to go? That's the question. If you die, are you going to go to heaven? And that's a genuine question. I'm not going to say that that's a bad question, but I think a better question would be, I don't really plan on dying tonight. You know, that's not really my plan. I feel like there's more territory that needs to be taken. I feel like there's more victories to come. So I think a better question would be, if I don't die tonight, if I don't die, then what am I going to do in between the time uh, from now until the time that I do, to the time that God calls me home? What am I going to do? And we live in that gap. We live in that gap from the moment of salvation to the moment that we go and be in heaven with Christ. And I want to greet our online family before we really get uh, diving into this. For those of you that aren't able to make it tonight because of the rain, because of the flooding, we welcome you. We thank you for tuning in. For those of you that tuned off when you saw me walk onto the stage. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, so we're going to talk about uh, a story um, out of the book of Luke, uh, Luke 24. And I'm going to summarize a little bit of, what the, um, of what's going on in this passage. And then we're going to dive into some more specific uh, scriptures. But... Basically, Jesus has been crucified, and he's resurrected uh, by the time that this interaction happens. It's the third day, and so he's already risen that morning he rose. And, and we meet this character, and his name is Cleopas. And he's walking with this other character. He's an unnamed character in the Bible. And they're walking to this place called uh, Emmaus, which is seven miles from Jerusalem, but it's the home of Cleopas. And so they're walking, and they're met by a third person, and that's Jesus. So they're met by Jesus, but they don't know that it's Jesus. They don't know that, that it's Jesus walking uh, with them. The Bible says that their, their eyes were blind to it. And so they're walking with Jesus, and, 
And what's so interesting to me is now that Jesus shows up, they're walking with the one, Jesus, and they're walking with the one that they had hoped that they had all of their hope in, but they're also walking with the one that their hope still lies in a little bit. They're still believing that he's going to redeem Israel. And I feel like that's the gap that we live in because all of us have something that we've hoped for in our life. All of us have something that we've hoped for. And I feel like all of us probably still have something that we are hoping for but has still not yet come to pass. And I feel like we live in this gap of where we're at and basically where we want to be or we want a circumstance to play out. And I want us to dive into Luke chapter 24, but let's go to verse 25 and 26. It says, then he said to them, this is Jesus talking, and he's kind of frustrated. He's kind of irritated at him. He says, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. So in non-King uh, James Version, that's basically like Christ has to suffer and had to go through this in order for him to enter into his glory. So that makes me think, well, if there's no cross, then there's no crown. If there's no burial, there's no resurrection. And if there's no pain, there's no power. In chap and in verse 27, let's keep reading, 27 and 28. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther. He would have indicated that he would have gone farther. And I think, and there's another translation that says he would have continued on as if he was going farther. And Jesus did the same thing to Peter on the lake, but I feel like God will appear to be walking past you, but what he's really doing is he's creating a desire for you to pursue him. Which means he will never leave you, he will never forsake you. So if it's not working out the way that you thought it was going to, that doesn't mean that it's not working, that doesn't mean that God's not working, but God still has a plan for your life. He's still near to you even with a broken heart. He's still near to you even when your shame is so great that you can't even look someone in the eye. He's still near when you live a different life Monday through Saturday and you show up on Sunday like nothing's wrong. He's still near because he's the God of our gaps. And in verse 29, let's read. It says, but they constrained him saying, abide with us. For it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now be careful when you invite Jesus in, because eventually he's going to consume everything. And I feel like sometimes we invite Jesus in, we think it's kind of this cool, cute little thing, like, well, God, I'm going to put you in the guest bedroom. Uh, that way, you know, when I need you, I've got you. Or I'm going to put you in my back pocket that way, when I need you, I've got you. Or when life is really, really difficult and I'm having a really difficult time or, or my kids are acting up or, or they're, they're going astray. And, but I think it's also kind of unfortunate because people sometimes use Jesus as a cop-out even though they weren't consistently bringing their kids to church 
throughout the years. And they say, oh, you know, I guess Jesus really didn't come through for me. And I remember my, uh, people always used to ask my parents, they always used to say, man, how did you do it? How did you raise such good kids? You know, they're just so well behaved. And I remember like thinking, what are, what are they talking about? <laughs> like, y'all don't know what goes on when the doors are closed. <laughs> like, you know, well, we're crazy. Like, we, we may dress nice, but, you know, we don't have it all together. And, and my mom would, she would always say, to cover up, you know, knowing our dysfunction, she was like, oh, you know, thank, they're just so great. And, and I remember my, my mom would always say, well, church was never an option. And I'm so grateful for those seasons because not only in the church world did this apply. Of, there were seasons I didn't want to go to church when I was younger or during sports. And, and we'd get back late Saturday night and, and then we had to be in church in the morning. I was exhausted. But it taught me something so much more outside of the church world. That when there's seasons that come and I don't really want to do it, I persevered. It wasn't an option. And I'm so grateful for the lesson that may have seemed so simple, but, but it had such a ripple effect in my life. So gaps. There's gaps in all areas of our life. So I've been a part of Pastor Landon's ministry for, t it'll be 10 years on Easter. So 10 years on Easter, I know, that's crazy, that's crazy. I'm like, Bridge Church's only been a church for three years, so there's a whole lot of juiciness behind that that, that we don't have time for. Um, but, but there's gaps, and, and I remember in the early days of, of Covenant Church, we, there was like no one, there was like, no one would come. I'm like, I w I'd be greeting my sisters, like, welcome, welcome, <laughs> you know, welcome, and and so, but I remember as we continued to grow, there was a gap that I realized took place in the church world. There's a gap, is the, the gap is from the people that are coming, and then there's another gap. There's a gap of the people that are actually committed. So we've got people enjoying the ministry, but we've got even less and less people embracing the ministry and the work that it takes to make this ministry happen. And for us to think that ministry is simply for consumption is so far from the original intent of the one that died to establish it. This church cost Jesus his life. And then some people just don't even show up because it's a little cold outside. This church literally cost Jesus his life. And we never think anything outside of a consumption mindset. Say, God is in the process. Nice. All right. You want to know how I know that God is in the process? If we look back at the scripture, Jesus is walking with them on the road. He was a part of that process. And I know that he's a part of the process because he sat at the table with them. And I know that he's in the process because Jesus broke the bread with them. So... To continue the story, Jesus walks with them. They, they call him in like we, like we talked about in verse 29. And he goes and they break bread together. And that's where I know because the same bread that Jesus took, he blessed. And the same bread that he blessed, 
he broke. And the same bread that he broke was actually still blessed. So even though you are broken, you are still blessed. You're still blessed and I'm still blessed. And I look back in every season of my life and God is continually blessing me because it's a process. It's a process. And I refuse to stand up here and act like I've arrived and act like I've got it all together and I'm sinless and I'm blameless because that's unrealistic. And also God is still filling my gaps. He's still filling my gaps. And can I talk to the single people for a quick second? Uh, now, I'm not married, so it's not like I'm an expert about this, but I'm not single. So, uh, so, uh, so, yeah, hallelujah. Come on now. Come on now. So I remember in high school, man, I wanted, I'm like, I just wanted one girl to like me. Like, I wasn't like this. I wasn't this popular guy, and I, I was just the golfer kid that, you know, let me tell you, golf doesn't do it, you know. <laughs> I'll be very honest with you. Golf is, yeah, wrong, wrong sport, wrong sport. But, but no, so I, I remember talking to my youth pastor one time, and, and I remember saying, like, man, I just want to skip this stage. I just want to skip this. If I could be in a different stage, I feel like then God, you know, could really use me. Or look out world, you know, like here I come. And I just want to skip the stage. I don't want to, I don't want to be a part of any of this. Like I've been doing this for so long. If I could just skip this stage of singleness, you know, then everything would change. And I remember talking to him and he responded. And, and honestly, this changed my life. So I, I pray that it changes yours. But he said, you know what, Josh, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. And he said, show up in every stage. Show up in every stage because there were things that were unfortunate and kind of sucked about being in that single stage because every stage, I want to say this right, every stage has its battles, every stage has its challenges, every stage has its frustrations, but also every stage has its blessings. And every stage has its blessings. And if I would have skipped out on that specific stage, I would have skipped out on the season of learning how to love myself first before having to love for someone else and how toxic that probably actually could have been when it was out of order. And I want us to go to verse 31. Uh, actually, let's do 30. Uh, it says, now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished from their sight. He vanished from their sight. And I think this is a significant part worth mentioning. So somewhere in the gap of the moment that it was broken and handed to him, now, I don't know, it, the, the scripture doesn't say, I don't know if it was because of his scars. And when he was handing it to them, they finally saw the scars and everything clicked. And, or I don't know if God was just waiting to unveil their eyes and for them to finally realize. I don't know. But there was, some, there was a moment in that gap from the moment that it was broken to when it was given to them that they realized that it was Jesus. 
Now, those are some gaps in our life, but I want to show you a different kind of gap, and it's the gap that we live in. And Josh and Kevon, if you'll join me, I have an illustration for you, and, and it's the gap that we live in. <clears throat> so, Kevon is going to represent the gap of who I used to be. He's going to be the person that I used to be. Josh is going to represent the person who I want to be, and I'm going to be the person that I am today. So, let's just say this starting point is the moment of salvation. When God restored me, when God healed me. And Josh, will you take two steps forward? Now, Josh is at a place where I really want to start reading my Bible every single day. That's my goal. That's, that's, that's where I want to be. That's where I'd like to be. And I want to learn how to pray. That's, that's my goal. Okay, so I'm going to start working. Here we go. Okay, now I got to this point. Awesome, great. But he's still out of reach. Now, okay, so great. Now, now I've got new goals to chase after. I've got new goals to chase after. So now I want to I be so trusting in God that I'm going to tithe consistently. I want to put my finances in God's hand. Okay, here's my leap of faith. Okay, I'm dead. But he's still out of reach. Okay, this is a big one. You know, I lost my job, and, and now I'm having to figure out what God's got for me. Now I'm going to take a step in faith, believing that, you know what, God's got it. I'm believing that this is the right step. It may not work out like I think it's going to work out. But I'm believing that God has got it. Okay. But now we find ourselves in a very frustrating position. Because we're like, God, I don't understand. I'm frustrated. I never feel like I arrive. What is going on? What are you doing? But can I tell you, that is the best place to be. Because the moment that you feel like you arrive is the moment that you stop growing. The moment that you arrive is the moment that you stop growing. And we have to have both gaps. So now we're in this place. And the best part is, is we've been working, we've been grinding. And now we feel like we don't have faith. And, and no, this next step is too hard. And God says, but look behind you. Look how far you've come. When you're so focused on this, you feel like you were never growing even at all. But God says, look behind you. And you look back and you see the gap. And if I were to put a name to these gaps, this would be the gap of confidence. Something that we can pull from when times get tough. And this would be the gap of challenge. And I think if I were to put even another name to it, this would be the gap of gratefulness. And this would be the gap of growth. But we need to have both gaps. Thank you, guys. We need to have both gaps. And you know what the best part about God is? Is there's grace in those gaps. There's grace in those gaps. And in those gaps... God now has a place to distribute His grace. 
and for pride to get in the way and say, I don't have any gaps, then where is there room for God's grace? So when you feel like you're not moving, you are. God is leading you forward so that you don't stay stuck. Just like he did with Cleo. The moment that they realized who he was, he disappeared. And that was so that they didn't stay stuck. If you continue to read, immediately they ran to the disciples and told them what had happened. God didn't want them to stay stuck. So Jesus had to disappear. And you know, when I look back, I never felt like I was growing, even though I was. You know, like when, when there were milestones that, that I hit growing up, I never felt like I was growing. And for me, that frustrated me because, you know, from an athletic perspective, you can see that you're growing. From a golf perspective, like, all right, my score is getting lower. So there were tangible things that, that were showing that I was getting better, that I was growing. But sometimes you don't feel the growth. And you know, if, if you only focus on how far you have to go, you will give up in the gap. If you're focused on how far you have to go, you will give up in the gap. And I just love that picture of when things get difficult, God just says, hey, look back. Look how far I've carried you. You've got the evidence, all the evidence that you need is right behind you. So I got gaps. You got gaps. And together we fill gaps. And actually, I'm going to have you guys stand. Will you stand to your feet? Can I tell you something? You're growing. You're growing even though it doesn't feel like it. It may really suck right now. The season that you're in may be extremely difficult. And I may not understand it. But you're growing. And I want you to look back and be grateful tonight. Get grateful tonight. There's probably some people in this room that have experienced some crazy things in life. Things that if you were to tell us, we would have no idea how to even understand. How to advise you or tell you what to do or how to handle it. For us, that would be crazy, but that's your reality. But can I tell you something? You are standing right in your blessing. You are standing right in the middle of your blessing. You survived. You survived the doctor report. You survived the divorce. You survived the depression. You survived the suicide attempt. You survived. And it may be difficult, but I want us to look back to that moment that was so dark and see God's grace. See God's grace. And that same grace is here in this moment. That same grace is here with you tonight. And if you feel comfortable, would you lift your hands in this place?
And I want you to receive that grace. Receive it like you can't live without it. Like you can't live without it. Breathe in His grace. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place. Lord, we receive your grace right now. Lord, we thank you, God, that you are faithful in every season. God, that we can look back and see victory after victory after victory in our darkest storms, in our darkest moments. God, we can look back and see how you brought us out. God, I pray that we would stand on that foundation tonight. God, that we would stand on that firm foundation. You can put your hands down. And I want to take a moment. Is there anyone in this room with head bowed and eyes closed? Is there anyone in this room, no one looking around, that is just so discouraged? That you can hardly breathe. God, we've been fighting, we've been fighting, and we, we can't seem to gain any traction. If that's you tonight, would you raise your hand? I want to pray for you. Lord, I pray right now in this moment, Lord, that you would cover them with your peace. God, with your joy. God, you are the Prince of Peace. God, meet them right where they're at. Lord, we thank you that you have not forsaken us. Not for a minute. There has never been a moment without your grace. God, I pray, God, for a new season to awaken them. God, that you would show up and show off in their life like never before. God, and we thank you for the victory that is going to take place because of this moment. Because you are here, your presence is here. And because of that, everything can change. God, you are so good and you are so great. And we thank you for everything you've done tonight. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I hope that you are encouraged tonight, and I hope that you leave encouraged, ready to take on another day, ready to take on, to conquer another day, because you can do it. You're stronger than you think you are. You're stronger than you think you are. So, we are going to do the blessing, or the, what, what do we call it now, declaration? <laughs> We're going to do the declaration, and, and you guys will be dismissed. And <laughs> But thank you for coming tonight. We love you. All right. Here we go. I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. 
I am the carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. We love you, bridge builder. We are so glad that you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision today, whether that be dedicating your life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life to Christ, email us at info at wearebridge.church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you are joining our Bridge Church online family for the very first time, we have a special gift for you. Email us at info at wearebridge.church to share some information so we can get that gift out to you. We're so happy that you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. Make sure to stay connected because we are so much better together.